And um, those who are coming live with us on Facebook, we welcome you this afternoon in our online Bible school with Grace Institute. And as we look in our lesson, if you go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and look at verse 17, it's our opening scripture. Now, this is a subtitle, so let's keep in mind, in, remind, in remembrance, that the theme of the year is 1 John 5 4. It said, Whatsoever is born of God overcome the world, right? And this is the victory that overcome the world is our what? Faith. Amen? So it's not that you don't have faith, <clears throat> you already have faith because you're born of God, okay? But what we're doing is teaching you how to do it, how to utilize. Let's say, Brother Joy, how to utilize that faith, amen, appropriately so that you can walk in the proper response of what grace have made, okay? So all this week we're dealing with the part of the benefit of the new birth or the benefits of your new creation, okay? We talked about last week what it was, what it is, and <clears throat> I want you to go to uh, Second Corinthians, I mean, not Second Corinthians, uh, uh, yeah, Second Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or creation. And it says, old things have passed away. When it says old things have passed away, it's the nature that you and I was conceived in, it passed away. Why? Because the moment you got born again, you received... God's nature, you receive the, the nature of God once again through the new birth, okay? Or we could say through the death and the burial and the resurrection and the ascension of Jesus Christ, okay? So here, I want you to look at this in Ephesians chapter 2, look at verse 8, Ephesians 2, 8. And as we look at that, Notice this. It says, for by grace are you what? Saved. So the word save is what? It's an all-inclusive word, right? It's not just saved from sin. That is important, okay? But then it's more than just the forgiveness of sin. It also deals with the idea of healing. It deals with deliverance. It deals with protection. And it deals with preservation or prosperity. So it's an all-inclusive word. So, But if you look at your salvation just as in the forgiveness of sin, or as some would think, the other verse of scripture that we use is John 3.16. I mean, we all probably learned that when we were kids. Which says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever what believe it in him, shall not perish, but have what everlasting life or eternal life, okay? Well, some put it, believe that we receive eternal life when we get to heaven. No. The moment you got born again, eternal life reigns inside of you through Christ Jesus, okay? So that's important that you know that. So let's, here we go. So let's look at this for a moment. And uh, <clears throat> go, Casey, go over there to uh, Romans chapter 5. And look at verse 17 through 21. Romans 5, 17 through 21. It says, For if by one man offense, death reigned, 
That word reign means to rule or to have by control. See, but what caused it to, what, what was ruling, what was controlling? Spiritual death. See, through one man disobedient, we were all conceived into sin. That's what made our bodies uh, susceptible to sickness, to aging, to death, both physically and spiritually. But the moment we got born again, we're no longer spiritually dead, right? We spiritually alive. But your body is prone to disease, it's prone to sickness, it's prone to all the different things that you and I have been delivered from. So because we talk about the benefits of our salvation, we're going to look at something in just for a moment uh, once we get through this here. Uh, <clears throat> so remember, remind me to go to Deuteronomy 28 after these, uh, four verse, these five verses of Scripture. So it says, For by one man offense, death reigned by one. Right? Yep. And that's the first Adam. And more, now watch this, much more, they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall do what? Shall reign in life. See, that's that eternal life that you already have. Shall reign in life, how? By one, Jesus Christ. So you can't rule and reign in yourself. You, our ruling and reigning or taking control is through what Jesus done, the finished works of Christ. Are y'all getting this? So it's through the finished works of Christ that you and I rule and reign. So it's important that you know this in his name. You have this in, 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 in his name. So notice it said the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. But notice what, what reigned in the life of man. It was the one man's offense of death, spiritual death. Well, now notice when you receive Jesus Christ, this is what he's already done. He said, for if by one man offense, see, for if by one man offense, death reign by one, much more they which receive. So, you, well, so under the new covenant, the new covenant is about what? Believe and receive. This is what I've been talking about this week on my, in my lesson online. <laughs> I need to take a picture of that. I need to have everybody on Facebook to see that. Come on, Kim. Come up here, Kim. <laughs> that is a beautiful picture. I guarantee I get a high rating just for that. People love dogs. Is it right? Especially when they see a woman carrying a big old dog, muscular dog like that. So notice this. So it says, for if by one man's offense, what happened? Death reigned by one. Right? Much more they which receive. See, it's an act of your will. You have to receive. They which what? Receive what? Abundance of grace. That's what you receive. That means abundance means it's you received a limitless supply. You can't ever exhaust it because why? It's not something that you did. It's not something that you earned. It was a gift from God. Can y'all see that? Oh man, this is so powerful. Think about that. This is what you, re it said, much more they which receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, see, 
shall rule and reign by one. See, notice that you're ruling and reigning by Jesus Christ. So look at the gift of right. So the gift of righteousness put you and I in right standing with God, just as though whatever you walk through, whatever your past is, it did notice this. It's just like it never happened. Hmm? Even through your screw-ups, your mess-up today, your righteousness is not in jeopardy. <laughs> huh? Your righteousness is not in jeopardy because it was nothing you did to earn it. It's a, if, your, if, your, if your spiritual walk is in jeopardy from a, from a soulish standpoint, that righteousness will override it. That's why it means by uh, uh, when it says, much more they which receive abundance of grace. Why? Because there is no more atonement for sin. Hmm? That grace that you and I receive is God, and it's like an overpayment for something. He overpaid, it's an overpayment for our deliverance. But see, if you don't hear the gospel in that light, you will never be able to walk free. See, in the way that I'm speaking at this moment, it will say, no, if you keep speaking in that way, you're going to give people more, more leverage to keep living their life like they're living. That's the way it sounds. But you know what? This is what you're forgetting. The power of the Holy Ghost is activated when those words are spoken because he's the agent, he's the one, he's the navigator of your heart. He's the one that's at work. He's the one that's shifting and changing. He's the one that's bringing about the truth so that you can walk in the same truth that's in your spirit. Your soul will come in alignment of walking. That's what the Holy Spirit, he is assigned to get your mind, will, and emotion to come in alignment with what is already so in your spirit. But you got to let him. Now, he's not going to fight you. He's not going to argue with you. He's not a debater. Are you understand what I'm saying? That's why Jesus always said, whosoever have ears to hear. Because if you want to believe one way, if you want to hold fast to your traditions or whatnot, guess what? He will back down. He will, his love for you is so much that, that's why I said, for God so loved the world that he gave. He didn't give it based on you conditioning, say, now, I'm going to love you if you come in all the way. No, he, he committed his love towards you and I before we were ever a thought of coming to him. While you was in the booth in the corner in the back in the dark, he had already committed his love to you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so this is a powerful verse of scripture. So your righteousness that he that 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 Paul is talking about here, that is the force that you put on every day to do battle. I don't care what your head is telling you, I don't care what your feelings are telling you. Guess what? It's a lie. Your feelings will change. Is that right? 
You could have felt tired and weary when you came in, but now that you're moving around and got a little blood, you know, stimulating, you're hearing the word, all of a sudden, now you're awake. But if, what if you just held fast to your feeling? See, your feelings, that's what, see, the fluctuation takes place in the soulish part of you, in your emotional area. And that's the reason why you, you, what, you know, you won the battle today by getting here. Why? Because you didn't allow your feelings to dictate how tired you were, the thing that you went through today, and etc. You made it. Amen? All right, next verse, Casey. Therefore, as by the offense of one, see, the offense of one, who is that one? Adam, the first Adam. What happened? What happened? Of what judgment came upon all men to condemnation. So that's why people live their life the way they live it. It don't have anything to do with your natural biological parent. It has everything to do with the first parent, Adam and Eve. Is that right? So as I tell people all the time, give your parents a break. Amen? Yeah. And you see, you're not going really, to really be able to appreciate that until you become a parent. <laughs> notice this so notice it he said therefore as by the offense one of one judgment came upon all men to do what to condemnation that's why you should never uh, uh, walk in condemnation because when you are in Christ Romans 8 1 says therefore now there is what no condemnation to him that is in Christ Jesus so how can you be condemned? How can you live a condemned life when you are in him? Now remember, we're talking about the benefits of your new creation. So you should never live condemned. You should never live ashamed. Huh? You should never live in sorrow. Unless it's a godly sorrow that leads to repentance. Amen? All sorrow is not godly. Some people live with deep regret as I talked about in one of these classes, some people live with deep remorse, like Judah. Judah had great remorse. He had a great regret of what he did, but it wasn't repentance. Are y'all following? And people do this every day. They, they condemn themselves. They do all they can to try to prove that they were sorry for what they did, try to make up what they did. You will never come to that place because why? It will always, you will always be lacking one thing. And that's what Jesus told the rich young ruler. He said, I kept all this from my, from my youth up. Mark 10, 19. He said, I kept all this from my youth up. Jesus said, he said, what is it that I lack? He said, one thing thou lacketh. Amen? And Jesus told him to do what? Sell what you have. Sell what you have. I know it. I know it, brother. I know it. I understand it. I really do. Sell what you have. Amen? <laughs> and follow and follow me. <laughs> Glory to God. So notice this. So even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came Upon what? All men to what? Justification of life. So our freedom is in what Jesus did. We're coming up to, you know, the resurrection week. You know, uh, uh, this Friday, not this Friday, 
Next Friday, guys, I'll be speaking at this church, Cornerstone Church. They got the first, the last seven words. You know, I need some support from you guys because that's all. I need some support. Amen. <laughs> yeah, the last seven words of Christ. Uh, uh, and this is Cornerstone Ministry off of Jefferson Street. You know, good friend of mine, but you know, I need y'all, I need some support. It's 10 o'clock in the morning, so it doesn't, you know, it doesn't go all day, so it's about uh, maybe a couple of hours. Everybody has, there are seven ministers, six others besides myself that has a word. Mine is the last word, it's finished. So I complete, I close out that. That's, that's a good Friday. Yeah. Most of everybody's off on that. And then, you know, the Grace Conference started that Sunday. So, uh, so think about this for a moment. So it says, therefore, as by the offense of one, what happened? Judgment came upon what? All men to what? Condemnation. Why? Because of one man's offense. So you see, when you live condemned, it's because it was a spiritual law that Adam violated. And notice this, it was through, and that law, what it was, he, he, he had learned, he had received the knowledge, and that's what happened. That's why you don't need more faith, you need more knowledge, more understanding of the grace that you and I live by. So what he did, Adam received knowledge of not just good, but good and evil. And that's what makes, that's, that's where condemnation can come in at. Hmm? It said, even so by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men to what? Justification. That justification is the same as that righteousness. It's just as it never happened. So grace doesn't give us the license to live a weaker life, a, a whatever. No, it's like, it's like your life, it's like a man's life, was, uh, his past was expunged so that he can pursue his career without anyone looking into his records of knowing what he done. It didn't take it away, but because it is sealed, you can't go in there and look at that. Okay? But Jesus didn't expunge. Jesus wiped it out. It's gone. Are you following? But I'm just giving you the example of showing you. That's why I said, just as it never happened. But you have to live the life now. Live the life of the life of the one you receive. You're not living your life no more. You're living the life that he gave you. You're living out of that life. So that you can walk in the light of that life. Huh? That's what you're doing. But if you don't live in that life, yeah, you will live under condemnation. That's the reason why we feel condemned. That's the reason why we feel judged. Because we go back to where we were. Okay? Next verse, Casey. For as by one man disobedient... How many were made sinners? 
Many, right? So by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. So Jesus is the one that set us free. He did it all for us. So we are all made righteous through his obedience. It's not your obedience that make you righteous. What make you righteous is you received what he done. Now my obedience is by faith. It's the obedience of faith unto righteousness. Does that make sense to y'all? All right. Next verse, Casey. <clears throat> Moreover, the law entered that the offense may abound. See? But where sin abounded, grace did what? It much more. Why? Because there is no more sacrifice for the sin, for the offense. Amen? Verse 21. That as sin has reigned unto death, or rule unto death, spiritual death, physical death, even so might grace rule, reign, control through, notice how it's going to do, through righteousness. Huh? Unto eternal life by Jesus Christ, our Lord. So you're going to have to walk in that righteousness as a gift. You, you got to walk in it as, as someone is a gift to you. You can't walk in there like you earned something. Right? Okay. What did I tell you go, Casey? Deuteronomy 28. And <clears throat> let's start down there at verse 22. This is the curses. This is the thing. This is part of the benefit it doesn't look good, but at the same time, you ought to have this as a remembrance. And put this in the uh, message. You need to have this as a remembrance of this is what you've been delivered from. This is what the death of Christ represents for your healing, for your, your deliverance. Amen? Your freedom. Right? So notice this. <clears throat> It says the Lord should smite. It's not the Lord smite. It's their disobedience that caused them to be smitten. Okay? So it says, uh, <clears throat> and God will set consumption and fever and rash. Think about all of that. And seizures and dehydration and blights. And I don't even know how to pronounce that word. Jonda. Oh, okay, that's yellow eye fever. Okay, I, can, I know about that. Okay? <laughs> and they will what? Hunt you down until they what? Kill you. This is under the law. This is what you've been redeemed from. So your benefit as the righteousness of God, it, if you don't wear that righteousness like you're supposed to, these things will come upon you. Oh, you understand what I'm saying here? Okay. Next verse, Casey. <clears throat> He said, the sky over your head will become as iron roof, the ground under your feet, a slab of concrete, and from the out of the skies, God will rain ash and dust down upon you until you suffocate. Keep going. And God will defeat you with enemies uh, by enemy attack. You will come at your enemies on one road and the runway on seven. Run away, I mean, run away on seven roads. All the kingdoms of the earth will see you as a horror. 
carrots and birds. What is that? Like the bird flu? Yeah, I mean, okay. But y'all ever heard what they, what is it called? Bird flu? Uh, what, is, what is another? Swine flu? But the birds, that was what? I don't know how many years ago in England, they had this, what they call the swine bird flu, that it was, it was so contagious, it was supposed to kill, I don't know, maybe hundreds of thousands of people. And at the end of the day, only eight people died from it. Okay? So when, when you look at this, whether it be the buzzards, and you know what buzzards does, right? They eat dead stuff, right? Whether it be buzzards, the bird flu, and animals would boldly feast on your what? Your dead, right? Body with no one to chase them away. Man, I went to a place to see a friend of mine one time, and I was on one of them back roads, Highway 1. I saw buzzards. I'm in the car. I said, Lord Jesus, that thing's so big, it looked like it wasn't going to get out of the way. And it's just like, you know, I used to, you know, <laughs> I saw this movie one time called The Birds. Y'all ever seen that? Don't look at that. Don't look at that. That's old, but don't look at that. Oh, boy, when I look, I, when I was riding on that road, that's, that's the movie that came back to me. <laughs> I had to rebuke that devil. Are oh, you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, next first case. <laughs> Them things were so huge. It's just like that looked like an eagle. That's how big those buzzards look. God will hit you hard with balls of Egypt, hemorrhoids. Boy, anybody ever had hemorrhoids? God, my Lord. Scab. I don't know what scab is, but I don't want it. An incurable itch. You know, like that, you know, we live in a, if you got a dry, yeah, asthma, uh, what do you call that? And you have uh, dry skin, psoriasis, you got to make sure that you use the Oh, yeah. Hard water will do that. But you've been delivered from that. Can you understand what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, I used to have the itch on my skin, and I, I got delivered by speaking the word. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to learn to speak the word. I'm giving you this because I'm telling you the benefit of the new creation and I know this, you know, is, this is not something that we really like. But again, every now and then, you need to go through this to remind yourself, this is what you've been delivered from. And we got people every day, Christians every day, walking with this, not knowing how to deal with these crises. So he said, you know, incurable itch. He will make you crazy. And see, and some people say, man, that's crazy. See where that crazy go at, huh? You know, I, you know, I know they call it good or whatever. I say, man, it's cra that's crazy. 
No, this is crazy right here. This will make you crazy right here. Blind and what? See now. What's see now? That's what I ain't gonna notice it. And you grope around in the middle of the day like what? A blind person feeling his way through a lifetime of darkness. You never get to where you're going. Not a day will go by that you are not abused and robbed, and no one is going to help you. This is under the curse. So I'm not reading them all, but I'm just reading a few. Let's go get a few more, uh, Casey. That was the main one I want you to see. Notice it. And you will get engaged to a woman, a man, and another man will take her for his mystery. You will build a house and never live in it. You will plant a garden and never eat them so much as a carrot. Oh, my God. Not even a carrot. You will watch your ox get what? Butchered. And you won't even get one crackling out of it. Not a single steak from it. <laughs> your donkey will be stolen from in the front of you. That's like your car today. And you will never see it again. Your sheep will be sent off to your enemy and no one will lift a hand to help you. That's bad, huh? This, this, this literally... Half them. Let's go a little bit more. You, your sons and your daughter will be shipped off to foreigners. You will wear your eyes out, looking vainly for them, helpless to do a thing. Your crops and everything you work for will be eaten and used by foreigners. You will spend the rest of your lives abused and knocked around. What you see will drive you crazy. Y'all see the word crazy again? You still want to say that's crazy? All right, keep going. Just saying. And God will hit you with painful balls in your knees and your legs and no healing or relief from head to toe. You ever had a ball? Oh, my Jesus. Keep going, Casey. And God will lead you uh, and the king you set over you to a, to a country neither you or your ancestors have heard of. And there you will worship other gods, no gods of wood and stone among all the people where God will take you. You will be treated as a lesson or a proverb, a horror. I think we got the picture, right? Okay. Go now. Uh, go to Galatians 3.13, Casey. This is what you and I need to read every now and then. That's to remind yourself what the salvation you have now. When we say old things have passed away, all that garbage passed away. But if you don't really know how to partake of that, what you have a right to, what you've been justified by, then guess what? It'll come running up on you like gravy on rice because you have no understanding that you have the goods to walk in this freedom, but you don't know how to utilize it. Okay? Christ has what? Redeemed us from where? The curse of the law. That's everything that we were talking about. Christ has redeemed us. Notice it being made a curse for us. That's why you should never tolerate sickness. You should never tolerate lack. You should never tolerate uh, uh, disease or poverty or, or, or 
anything. You should never tolerate it. You should fight it with all the rights you have and whose you are in Christ Jesus. You got to fight it. Why? He was being made a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone that does what? Hang it on the tree. We were hung on the tree with him. Don't see Jesus on the tree. See yourself. He was your substitute. Right? Okay, next verse, Casey. That the blessing, everybody say the blessing. That's what you are. See, you have been empowered with the blessing of Abraham may come upon you, come on the Gentile. How? Through Christ Jesus or Jesus Christ. See, these things already are ours, but if I don't, if I don't activate it by faith, say, I got a right to this. You know what? Amen. I think it's good. Y'all listening well. (laughs) Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah, I got a, you know, when you, you know, uh, my son gave me a credit card today. Well, if I go to the store and I got to buy something, and I don't, I don't put the card, I don't use the card. A transaction got to take place, right? Well, that's the same thing here. God has provided you with all of these goods. A transaction got to take place. And, it is, and the transaction is what? Faith in his name. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't activate these problems by faith, you just can't leave it up to God. Well, if the Lord want me here, I'm gonna be healed. Well, if the Lord want me to have this, I'm gonna have it. You're gonna die waiting. Because why? He has already done it for you and I, and that's why the gospel of Jesus Christ is to the place where we got to learn to activate what is already ours by saying. Amen. That's how you that's how you walk in this by saying. Okay? Let's go again. Keep going, Casey. Brethren, I speak after the man of men. Though it be but a man's covenant, yet if I be confirmed, no man disannul or add thereto. Keep going. Now to Abraham and his seed, notice it not seeds. It says seed. And that's talking about Christ. What the promise made. He said not and to seize as of many, but as of what? One and to die seed, which is what? Christ. Keep going. And this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before God in Christ, the law, which was what? 430 years afterwards cannot disannul that it should make the promise of none effect. See, the promise was always in place. And you see, they didn't say 430 years afterwards. Why? That's Moses called that extra 30 years of heartache and hardship. Okay? Next verse. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is what? No more a promise But what? But God gave it to Abraham. How? See? God gave it to you and I by promise. 
by promise. You and I just got to do what? We got to believe and receive. And then we, once you believe and receive, now you, you speak. You speak what you, have, what you believe, what you have a right to. For if the inheritance be, be of the law, it is no more promise. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. Huh? God gave to Abraham how? By promise. And look at the mistakes Abraham made. Did God say, you not here? I'm, the promise I made is none and void. You, you're just not getting it. You, it just seemed like you're not going to get what I want. So I'm going to get me someone else. We as humans do that. God don't do that. God will get someone else if you choose not to keep moving forward with him. Hmm? And it's not that God honors sin. It's just that God knows that he got to keep you moving forward because why? The sin, the price for sin has already been paid. And if I can show you my goodness in a continuous sense, it will bring you to the place. That's why the truth of the word have to be taught in a radical way that you, someday you, the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. You just say, oh, my God, I've been living like this. God, and then you'll just say, God, how could you put up with me like this? You will be amazed what you see of yourself when the hand of God get a hold to you and you start radically changing. When you see it, you just say, oh, God, man, I was a mess. I had this rotten attitude. You start calling, you, you know, if you had a third foot, you would kick your own self in the tail. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? But that's what that love does. It keep working, keep working, keep working until what? Your understanding kicks in. And then when you do see it, notice it. He don't condemn you. He don't come to you and say, Bobby, you finally got it, huh? <laughs> Took you a while, but you finally got there. Well, what kind of encouragement is that? Right? It said, wherefore then serve the law. It was what? Added because what? The transgression. He had to do something to do what? To, to stop the madness. Okay? Till the seed, which is Jesus, should come to whom the promise was made. And it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Keep going. Now, a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Is the law then against the promise of God? God forbid. See, no way. That's the reason why Jesus became a man to do what? He fulfilled the law. It wasn't that the law was hidden. It wasn't that the, God said, well, these laws are too high. We're just going to put this on the side. We're going to save this for another day. No, he dealt with it. For our freedom. He said, it's a law then against the promise of God? No, God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life. See, that's what it is. The law don't give. 
So in order for us to be reception, to be receivable of God's laws, of God's promise, notice it, someone had to be perfect to walk in the perfect law of God. The man had to be perfect in order to walk in this law because the law doesn't give. The law was made for someone perfect. Jesus was perfect. And he walked in, he excelled it all. But he did it for you and I. So that a new could be established. Right? So, notice this. <clears throat> for if there had been a law given, which could have given life, oof, verily, righteousness should have been by the law. But there was no law to do what? To give, that, that would give life. The law was unbendable. It didn't, it didn't bend. It wasn't flexible. Are you understand what I'm saying? Well, grace is the same way. You have to walk in God's grace according to the way he has made provision for you to live in. The law was the same. The law only worked when you walked in it. But when you didn't walk in it, it cursed you too. You couldn't have the blessing without the curse. Right? It's like having a bull without the horn. You can't have the, you can't have the bull, you get the bull, you got to get the horn. Get the bull, you got the horn. All right. But the scripture has concluded. All under sin. That the promise by faith. Can y'all see that? Of Jesus Christ might be given to them that what? What a good way to end this. Can y'all see it? But the scripture has concluded that what? All humans understand that the promise by faith <clears throat> of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. One more verse, Casey, or a few more. But before faith came, we were what? Kept under the law, shut up. Until the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Keep going. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster. It was like a tutor. To bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. Right? But after that faith is come, we're no longer under a schoolmaster or a tutor. You don't need the law to do this. You got faith, but after faith has come, you no longer need that. Is that right? It's like a, you know, think about a, a toddler with a pacifier in his mouth. As they grow, they no longer need a pacifier. Can you see all those walking around with a pacifier in our mouth? Huh? <laughs> Keep going, Casey. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. And meaning this, the moment you were born again, you were no longer a child. You were full, you are full breed adult in the kingdom of God, if I could use that term. It's your soulless part of you that's in an infinite stage. It needs transforming. It needs transformation. That's why we little by little we change. But your spirit, 
The moment you got born again, it, you can't add nothing to it. You can't take nothing away from it. It's perfect. It is the production center. Are y'all getting this? For ye are children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you that have been baptized into Christ have what? Put on Christ. There are three types of baptism that you need to be familiar with. There's about seven, but there's three baptisms you need to be familiar with. What is the first baptism? Baptized where? Right there in what? In Christ. Second baptism would be what? Water. And the third baptism would be what? Baptized in the Holy Ghost. Okay? So, <clears throat> I'm going to give me one of them oblong foot tub and baptize some folks in there. Might have to hold them in there a little bit longer to make sure they got it. No, I know. Cut that out. <laughs> I, like my uncle told my cousin, boy, you need another dip. Boy, you got mad. <laughs> All right, keep going, Casey. There is neither Jew nor Greek there's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ. Whoa. And if you be Christ, then are you what? Abraham's seed and what? You, you and I are what? Heirs according to the promise. Did you learn anything tonight? 